Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. And I don't know what's more believable, unbelievable here, the fact that all these boys like her or that she found a parking space right in front of the school. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why Blockbusters, where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring movies from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Today, we are going to look at 1986's Pretty in Pink. The description reads, A poor girl must choose between the affections of dating her childhood sweetheart or a rich but sensitive playboy. Hmm, okay. Jen, what did you think of this movie? You know what? I totally forgot this movie. Like, I did definitely see it, but I just kind of, like, I, with John and Hughes movies, a lot of times I just think they're all one movie. Like, I just keep mixing up parts yeah. of them. Yeah. Um. So I remembered some of it, but it was, it was good. I have, I'll get to it at the end of the episode, but I, mm-hmm. I have some stuff about John Hughes movies that I, I'll have to get out later. I really enjoyed it. Like, I really enjoyed watching it again. I mean, I really enjoyed watching it compared to the garbage that we've been watching lately, like after school specials. That's true. It's actually good. <laughs> it's so good compared to that <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. That stuff's so, it's so poorly, like, executed. <laughs> Guys, if you have not checked out our after school specials yet, <laughs> we have The Day My Kid Turned Punk, which dropped on the main feed for everyone. We also have What Are Friends For, which was Jenny's pick. And that was on Patreon last week. And next after school special is going to drop in in later this month, and it's going to be my pick. And I announced it. It's going to be Stoned with Scott Bayo. Can't wait! I'm so excited, Jenny. Uh, okay, so I loved this movie. It was really fun to watch again. Full disclosure: I I have not seen this probably since 1986. Oh, me neither. Well, no, I think I've seen it probably since '86, but not in 20 years at least. Yeah, not recently. Yeah, yeah maybe I saw it in '88 or. Yeah, 90, don't forget, '86 was like. I was nine. <laughs> that was yeah. like 35 years ago. <laughs> yep. So before we get into it, Jen, I just want to cover their ages. Okay. Okay, because yeah, this sure. always comes All up right. for me. Okay. It's always a problem. So at the time of the filming, Molly Ringwald was 18. I think she did a great job for being 18. Yeah, she's young. Mm -hmm. Spader, 26. Spader. Playing a high school. He (laughs) looks like him and the the girl, his girlfriend, look like 30. Yeah. I have have something funny to tell you about that. I'll get to it later. Okay, so he is almost 30. That's why he looks 30. Mm -hmm. Ducky, 21. Okay. Appropriate. Believable. He looks young. How old do you think Andy's father is? He's old. He's 60. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the not that girl- 60's old, because I'm not that far No, 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 no. But he's older. He's, old he's older than you father. think he would be. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the blonde girl, Spader's girlfriend, 25. Yeah, they look, mm-hmm. They're you could tell they're significantly older than Molly and Ducky. Now, what do you think about Iona? That's Annie Potts, who I yes. love. And yes. she's got to be 35 at least. She's 32. Yeah, okay. Ooh, I thought they were trying okay. to make her seem a lot older. They were trying, they were, she was saying her prom was 15 years ago. So that would put her at about 32. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. We open on a young Molly Ringwald. And guys, this is a testament to her acting. 
I'm actually going to call her by her character's name throughout the movie. Really? Because I Andy. have Molly written through the whole thing. Shit. Okay. No, she's Andy. All right. Okay. She's getting ready for school and she's drinking coffee and waking her father up and begging him to get a job. You know, teenager life. <laughs> that was not my life. That My life was completely the opposite of this. Right. Where mom was screaming and yelling every morning right. for me to get up. First of all, do you get the visual of they literally are panning across the tracks all the oh, time? No, I missed like that. Like the railroad I missed tracks. That. Yeah. Oh, God. Constantly, that's kind of on the nose. Constantly panning back and forth. Oh, okay. Lord. So in the conversation with her dad, we learn a few things here. She still hasn't been asked to prom. Because that's she, the most important thing. We better discuss that. It's the most important thing. Oh, God. She's a fashion designer. Quote, unquote. Wannabe. <laughs> I'm being generous there. And we also learn that the dad is only working part-time. And I I feel like it's an alcoholism situation, but there's never any reference to it. So they don't tell not. you what's happening. They don't tell you what. Well, like, where's he, the mother? What happened? They tell us. What do they tell us? Later they tell they us. They tell us almost at the end of the movie. At high school, we see Blaine, played by uh-huh. An- Andrew Blaine. McCarthy. I, I have to talk about this. I am... I just watched this movie and finished it. I'm literally triggered because he looks so much like my first husband. No, he doesn't. Yes. Yes, no he does. Way. 100%. No way. No, he doesn't. When no. I met him, nope. that's what he looked like. The long no. hair, the big blue eyes. No. 100%. I don't. Yep. I, no, I disagree. Anyway, he's stalking Andy. And we also meet Ducky. So, uh, Blaine is Andrew McCarthy. Yep. And Ducky is John Cryer. Ducky tells Andy that she looks volcanic today, hot and sexy. <laughs> he also tells her that he doesn't think he's emotionally able to go to class today. I like Ducky. I like Ducky too, but I have a real problem with what he does next. <laughs> well, I have, I have a problem. I hate his energy. Yeah. Like, I could never yes. hang around with him, but I think he's cute. He's cute, yeah. So there's this, like, mythical love of Ducky. You know, we all think of him as the sweetheart, blah, blah, blah. And I think for the most part that's true. But then he walks up to some random women and says, quote, Ladies, ladies, I might be able to work out a deal here where one or both of you are pregnant by the holidays. What do you think? Oh, my God. So one of the girls punches him and deservedly so. I mean, I would have punched him, too. Yeah. Like, why would he say that? And throughout the whole he's ju- movie... He's, you could tell he's trying to be cool. Like, he's trying to be cool. Throughout the whole movie, that's the only thing he says that I cringe. Yeah, like, it's weird. A lot of stuff is dorky and yeah. weird, but it's not aggressive. Yeah, you're right. That's this the only thing. It's so weird. This out was of, out of character. Okay. In class, the teacher's having a real interesting discussion about the New Deal. I, I was, was so all excited. Into that. <laughs> I know. I was so excited. <laughs> Jenny and I love some New Deal. (laughs) And some girls who I'm just going to call the Heathers. Yeah. They're they're 37 and they're not going to have any hair left by the time they're 50 because they're bleaching it so hard. Yep. They're blonde. They're rich. They're just the Heathers. They're just mean. They're making fun of Andy's clothes and the teacher assigns them some extra homework. Okay. Now, here comes the good stuff. Steph is played by the brilliant James Vader. Robin California, my favorite person. Okay, I'm going to say something controversial here. So although I okay. love Robert California. Best great, character great, in the Great office. character. I love him. I kind of hate James Vader. I've never been a fan of his. I really like him. Ugh, I hate him I in do this. not like him in this. Ugh. No. All right. So James Vader plays Steph. So I'm okay calling him Steph. What do you think? I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> My notes are all written with their actor names. <laughs> so, well, I can call him out. Spader. Fine. I can call him Spader. Okay. So he's sitting in his Porsche outside high school, like you do, <laughs> when Andy comes up and gets in her car. He tells her, Jen, he's liked her for four years and nothing. She won't give him a shot. Right. So he says he's dated almost every girl in the school. Why not her? Oh, God. Then he calls her a bitch. Of course. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he angrily lights up a Marlboro light. <laughs> he smokes way too much. And I don't know what's more believable, unbelievable here. The fact that all these boys like her or that she found a parking space right in front of the school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't get why all these guys like her. It doesn't make sense. Right. Let's talk about this for a minute. So if they're portraying her as the underdog. Yeah. But all the hot boys like her. That doesn't make sense. Right. Exactly. It doesn't make sense at all. This is part of my John Hughes thing we will get to. Like, if I were telling this story, nobody would like her. Right. Like, that would be the logical conclusion. Like, maybe Blaine would... Like, all the hot, rich guys like her. What? (laughs) Poor girl. (laughs) Yeah, like, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, it just doesn't It doesn't track. It doesn't track. It doesn't track. All right, next we meet Iona, played by Annie Potts. I love her. I love Annie Potts. Mm Mm-hmm. She has a record store, and she's eccentric as fuck, and I'm here for it. Her hairdo in the in that opening scene with her in it is, what is going on there? <laughs> she she changes wigs throughout. <laughs> she has this on-off thing going with some dude named Tyrone. <laughs> Andy works at the store, and Andy's asking her about the prom, whether she win or not. And Iona's like, you have to go to your prom. I have a friend who didn't go, and like, she still It ruined suffers. her life. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andy is sort of flip-flopping on going. She's like, eh, I don't think I should go, blah, blah, blah. Jane, did you go to your prom? I did. I went to my prom for like an hour, and then we all went to a party. I was going to say, I think you need to put your prom picture up, but I think you need to put your other picture up when you went to a semi with Brian. The junior prom? It was his junior prom. You need to put that in the oh, Guys, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> Jenny's hair. Oh, man. Jenny, you need to put some prom pictures up. Mimi's, no. put your prom pictures in the Mimi Bees. We want to see them. Yes. Um, I didn't go to my prom. I thought you did. Mm-mm. I went to my junior prom. Okay. But I never I, went to my prom. The only prom I went to of mine was just my senior prom. Mm-hmm. I think. No, I went to... I went to my junior prom and I just went with a bunch of friends. Like, we just all went stag. That was actually super fun. That would be fun. That was fun. Um, I didn't go to my prom because I hated everyone I went to high school with. More on that later. Okay. Okay. So, then Blaine comes in and he buys an album. And it's like some cheesy album. Stephen Lawrence or some shit. Am I going to like this? She's like, no. Andy rings him out and asks if he's paying with his American Express card. Oh, God. So she's, like, intimating that he's one of the rich kids. Right. But he doesn't appear that way. No, well, he does have a linen first. laser on, so. Yeah, I guess. Next, we have another appearance by Fake Tears for Fears. Those guys are getting a ton of work. <laughs> this band is terrible. And I was just like, thank God grunge was just around the corner and, like, yep. about to break across the nation because music was so bad. Guys, I know is- everyone's going to flip out because that's another unpopular point of view. <laughs> This is the same year that Tears for Fears made a cameo in Howard the Duck and beat up Leah, what's her name, Thompson. Thompson. So now they're in Pretty in Pink. I mean, they're just all over. (laughs) Jenny, did you see who was sitting at the table with Andy and Iona? Mm, No. Dweezil Zappa. Oh, really? Yep. He was playing Mm -hmm. Simon, that dude that we checked out. Didn't so recognize them. they're all sitting together. I didn't recognize them, but Amazon has that thing where you hit pause and it tells you who's in the scene. Oh, okay. Whatever. So I happened to see it by accident because, of course, I have to pause things 85 times. Right. I'm sorry. Andy is not at, with Iona at the table. She's with Dweezil Zappa and some girl named Jenna that she's friends with from school. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think Iona mm-hmm. was there. Okay. She starts asking them if she could should consider dating someone with money. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Ducky and Andrew Dice Clay are hanging out outside. <laughs> Was Andrew Dice Clay big at this point already? I don't, I don't know. I think he may have been up and coming, yeah, but he must have I been. don't know. God, he was so big in the late 80s. Oh, God. Yeah. God. Dice won't let Ducky in. He's the bouncer, and he's, he's not letting Ducky in. <laughs> I don't understand. Is it an under I have many questions about this club, club? because everybody's drinking. Everybody's under eight. Everybody's under 21. Well, yeah. But is Ducky under 18? No. I don't know. How are they all drinking? Or it must be an an all-age club, but you still can't be under 18. So maybe, or he, maybe he's just harassing But they're drinking alcohol. Are they? They they have a bar. 
Was the drinking? Yeah, but you could still have all ages shows at places with bars, but the, but mm. you had to have like a band or something if you were 21 together. It looked to get like it. drinks there. And they're in Chicago. I don't think the drinking age was under 21 in Chicago in 1986. I don't know. I don't There's know. probably only, a way we could figure was, that out. There was a way we could solve that. <sighs> Hold on. Pause. <laughs> back go ahead jay in 1980 it was a race to 21 so okay so they're has, all drinking illegally. it must be an all-age place that he's just harassing ducky Guys, and not letting him in another thing is they were much looser on that shit when yeah, we were, they kids. were yeah totally just, totally they didn't give a shit nope okay so they're bonding and dice tells ducky loves a bitch duck loves a bitch <laughs> Andy comes out and they walk to the car together. Jen, did you see in the parking lot there is a complete black and white checkered car? No, I missed that. It's not like a checkered cab situation. It is a regular car (laughs) that is black and white checked. Okay. Okay. So Andy and Ducky are driving home trying to find a decent song on the tape deck. Boy, do I remember those days. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're also looking at beautiful houses. Jenny, did you ever do this? Like drive around, look at fancy houses? No. I did with my friends. We used to drive around stock boys. We used to drive around and look at fancy houses. Okay. And then I think it's still a thing, but like now it's digital because I don't know if you were watching Saturday Night Live. When Zillow. They had the Zillow thing. <laughs> that was so good. When Was it Dan Levy hosting? Yeah. That was so good. I, <laughs> I look at Zillow all the time. That was so awesome. All the time. Okay. So the next day at school, Andy is in the library on a computer. I'm being generous. We're calling it a computer. It's (laughs) It's a terminal. It's a terminal. And someone is typing to her. She thinks it's Ducky, but it's clearly my ex-husband, Blaine. Oh, God. (laughs) Jenny, he's cute. Blaine is cute, which is why I don't think he looks like your ex-husband. My ex-husband was cute when I met him. He was only 18. I mean, you know, whatever whatever happened in the long run, <laughs> let's just focus on him at 18. He was know. cute. I mean, Andrew McCarthy wouldn't have been my pick, but... Well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Meanwhile, Ducky and Andy's father are having some beers and a juice box in the yard. Ducky's thing, guys, is that he drinks juice boxes. Is that his thing? Is that what's going on? Yes, the father's kind of a mess. Times. The father's a mess. Like, it's the middle of the day. He's sitting in his little, like... But they still don't tell us what's going on. And he's, like, on a lawn chair drinking a beer in the front yard. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ducky's, like, professing his love for Andy and saying he wants to marry her. And the father tells Ducky he loved Andy's mom just as much, and she just split, left them three years ago. Oh, I missed that. You missed it. Now, I want to say something. This is not the first movie in which we've seen this idea that the mother just splits. Was this a thing in the 80s? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like that's not really a thing. I mean, I'm sure it's it's, a thing. It's a thing, but it's not not a common common. thing. It's not common. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's more common the other way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He tells Ducky, look, you can love Andy, but it doesn't mean she will love you back. You can't force someone to love you. Right. Oh, yeah? Watch me. (laughs) Okay, Blaine stops by the record store again, and he and Andy talk about music, and Andy recommends Madonna. Remember those glasses that she was trying on? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those were a thing. Suddenly, the She also mentions Lionel Richie. Yes, she does. And we had a cat named Lionel Richie. Yes, we did. (laughs) He was... The best cat ever. Well, we had a cat named Lucy, and then we got a cat named... We don't know what his name was Rusty. when we adopted him. But we... No, no. No, wait. No. What was his original name? We He didn't really have one. So we named him Linus, because Lucy, Linus. Right, Linus. We named him Linus. And then we were like, this is lame. He's going to be Lionel Richie. Well, he, he transformed into Lionel Richie. He told us his true name. And then we he called did. him... And then we called him Mr. Rich, was his actual name. Yes, and then I lost him. Amy lost him. My favorite cat ever. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Jenny, why didn't you have your favorite cat ever? I don't know. what I was Mm -hmm, moving around, mm -hmm, probably. mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And then we also had a cat named Rusty, who ended up being named Potsy. Yes, Potsy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that was his real name. Mm -hmm. Yep. Did you kill or lose him, too? I don't think so. Oh, he and Tig got put to sleep on the same day, remember? He had diabetes. He was, like, in rough shape. He was a mess. Yeah. All right, Jen. So she's wrestling with Ducky in the back because the burglar alarm goes off and it's him. He is pretty funny. But you're I, right. His I can't energy, handle that energy. I would yeah, kill him. You would yeah. kill him. So Steph comes in and he starts, he and Blaine start chatting and apparently they're friends. And Andy walks out of the back room and sees them together. And she's like, dun, dun, dun. Right. Like, you know. She has to know they're friends. She, I don't know if she knows they're friends. But let's not forget, guys, underpinning all of this, Steph, <sighs> James Spader, wants to fuck her, and she won't. Right. That's underlying everything yeah. here. Can mm-hmm. I just say that my there's going to be noise in the background because my neighbor's hacking his way out of his parking spot because mm-hmm. he didn't shovel out his car when it snowed 18 inches mm-hmm. of snow. And then it became like a solid iceberg like sur- fortress surrounding his car and he was of out there course. the other day with like a little sweatshirt on like with this trying to he couldn't get his car out and then he was trying to drive it out of there and it was like spinning the wheels all this shit and now he's out there again it's been like three days like hacking <laughs> up the snow again what an idiot okay. all right so if you want to quit patreon in a rage of jenny's <laughs> background noise please direct all emails and messages to her it's ridiculous okay. how do you not you have to uncover your car from 18 inches of snow. You can't, like, it, it melted know. a little bit, then it refroze. It is like a solid friggin' yeah. trunk of ice out there. Yeah. That was stupid. All right, the next morning, Jen, the dad is up early and cooking breakfast. Turns out he has a job. Turns out she doesn't like eggs, which makes me mistrust her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who doesn't like eggs? I didn't like eggs as I a will kid. punch you. I love them now. Okay. At school, we see what looks like a prison court. A prison yard. yard. <laughs> I'm like, why are they a prison? Oh, that's high school. And then everyone is siloed into their groups. Did you notice that? Yeah. We got yeah. the punks. We got the headbangers. We had the geeks. Blaine walks out, and he's desperately looking for the yuppies, but he can't find them. They're not out them. there. Mm-mm. They're not out there. So he finds Andy, and he asks her out on Friday. She says yes, and then he's like, where do you live? I'll pick you up. She's like, you can get me at the mall. And then there's like... A quick pan of across the tracks again. I, I think you're, I think you're reading too much into that. Mm, I don't know about that. Inside, Steph corners Blaine, and he's all like, "Why were you talking, Spader? Sorry, Spader corners Blaine, and is all like, "Why were you talking to Andy? Why was my best friend conversing with a mutant?" Again, with, meanwhile, his shirt is unbuttoned to his waist. I was there for it, yeah. but again, he wants to bang her, yep, and totally. she won't. Yep, totally. Mm-hmm. Yep. So later, Andy and Ducky are studying, and Ducky's not paying attention. (laughs) Andy suggests maybe Ducky's trying to deliberately flunk so that he can stay in high school, and he gets, like, super defensive. I don't know what that's going to solve, but okay. I I don't know. It's delayed adolescence. Arrested (laughs) infancy? Arrested arrested (laughs) adolescence. He's super defensive. Andy says... I'm going to miss spending time with you. I've seen you every day for eight years. Like, what are we going to do next year? Guys, you don't all explode or fall off the planet after high school. Yeah, life goes on. can still see him. Especially now. I know. She leaves and Ducky says out loud that he loves her and he has to tell her. And he has to find out she loves him back. Then he starts singing Love by John Lennon. Oh, God. I was there for that. Like I said, I hate his energy. Jenny, can we talk about how much I hate gym class? Oh, were you getting triggered by gym class? Oh, God, I hated gym class. (laughs) Andy is in gym class the next day, and the Heathers are there, and they're like acting up. Someone's smoking in gym class. (laughs) That's so 80s. (laughs) And And they have, like, tons of jewelry on in gym class. (laughs) What are they doing? It looks like they're going to play volleyball. With, with, With long earrings on. Come on. Can we discuss how tall Molly Ringwald is? She seems tall. I don't think she's tall. And her hair is not good. Annie Potts is like 5'3". I don't know. Molly Ringwald feels tall to she me. She might be a little taller, but I don't think is, she's tall. Is there a way I can look her, up her height? Fucking Christ. 
Well, I'm thinking if she's in a volleyball team, I want her on my side. <laughs> she looks good now, by the way. She does. She really does for her age, yeah. She's 5'8". Thank you. 5'8 is not tall. That's tall for me, for a woman, and for me, especially. I'm 5'2". All right, whatever. She's six inches taller than me. All right, so they're in gym class, and her friend tells the Heathers that she hopes, quote, they shrivel up and fall off. And the coach is like, what'd you say? She's like, I hope they shrivel up and fall off. (laughs) You hope what does? Her breasts. (laughs) And everyone is laughing. She gets kicked out, and then Andy does too. They get sent to the principal, but they only get a warning. Okay, small scene. Later, Andy is waiting at the well, did you shop. hear what the did you hear what the principal said? No, what did the he's like when say? you put out signals that you don't want to belong? And she's like, "That's a great theory." Wait, did she say that sarcastically? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, he thinks that they're putting out signals that they don't want to belong, and that's why they don't. Like, oh my god, dude. Oh, god. Later, Andy is waiting at the record shop for Blaine to show up, and he's running late. Meanwhile, Ducky comes in, and it's that famous scene where he's dancing and singing to Otis Redding. God. It's, he's a lot. I don't know if I could deal with him. No, I can't deal with him. And I could deal with... I My tolerance level for weird energy is way higher than yours. Well, and I can't... I mean, I have Lafayette Beetle. I mean, why is Molly dressed like a 58-year-old? I have a note on that, too. Like, why is she dressed like an... Okay, I used to work at Sears, and I used to work in the juniors department, and this was probably 95, 96, and we had this section of, like, what we called old lady dresses. (laughs) This is one of them. Yeah, totally. This is one of them. Yeah, yep. She bought this on the old lady rack at Sears in 1994. Yes. Even though it's 1986. Right. It was probably there since 1981. It was probably there since 1972. Okay. So. She thinks she's getting stood up, but she's She thinks she's getting stood up. And the ducky thing is a little much at this point. I wrote, we get it. He's eccentric. Yeah, we get it. We get it. So suddenly, Jem, Blaine is at the door, and Ducky's all devastated. He lashes out on her and tells her this guy is going to shit all over her. They fight, and he's like, that's it. We're done. Ducky says this. We're done. I'm not going to be friends with you anymore if you're dating a rich guy. Yep. So let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Doesn't that make Ducky just as bad as Vader? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Andy but means, he's having this meltdown because he's in love with her. That's why right. he's having this meltdown. But so is Spader. Is he in love with her? He's not in love with her, but he wants to bang her. Yeah. They both want motivation, But those are different motivations, I feel like. He's just mad because she's rejecting him. Spader. But both it's of a, them are mad because she's rejecting them. But, but Ducky loves her and he's being rejected. He's hurt. Spader's mad because she's rejecting him. His pride him is hurt. And his pride is hurt. Right. There's yeah. two different motivations. Two different motivations, but Same close. outcome. Same outcome. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Andy and Blaine start their date, and he's like, do you want to go home and change? Dude, what the fuck? You don't ask that. You don't ask somebody that. You don't ask anybody that. Nope. Who says that? No. Nope. I mean, if she, if she had just, like, come off a sports field and was sweating, maybe. Sure. <laughs> but sure. that's it. That's or off a construction okay. site, and she yeah. was covered in dirt. That's the or only time that's okay. Or if she had on her... Or if she had on her record store uniform. Sure. Fine. But she was clearly dressed up. Clearly. Like an old Again, woman. maybe he thought she was just coming from a 1972 funeral. <laughs> Who knows? So he asks if she wants to go to a party and she says no. But instead of accepting that, he forces her to go. Yeah, like, oh, God. I know. They arrive at Steph's house, and Spader's house, and people are drinking and making out, and one couple's even dancing in their underwear, Jen. I mean, who hasn't been to the high school party with a bunch of Corvettes parked outside? Right? Oh, right. Not me. Ever. Not me. <laughs> so Blaine and Andy sneak off upstairs to talk, but end up finding Spader hanging out by himself at his own party. I thought he was by himself. At his own party, drinking in his bedroom. Right. Wasted. <laughs> Yeah. Suddenly, Heather emerges from the bathroom. So Blaine and Andy are sitting on the couch in the room, and uh, Spader's in the bed with Heather. Now, my kids are eating at the breakfast bar while I'm watching this, okay? One of them looks over and goes, 
Are they his parents? Are yeah, they their seriously, parents? Seriously. Seriously. They look that old. Yep. They looked like 40-year-olds yeah, in the like bed together. Yep. High schoolers do not look like this, guys. No. I no. live with two of them. Mm-mm. All right. So it's super awkward. Heather's like Super and, awkward. All right. So Blaine finally, or I mean, I'm sorry, Spader finally gets Heather out of the room. Ugh. Andy turns to Blaine. She's like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, seriously. This is the weirdest. This is a terrible date. Like terrible. Let's review. Your friend Spader caught you just talking to this girl. Yeah. And like ripped into you later that night you're gonna bring her to his party? Yeah, this was stupid. Bad choice. Really bad. So he doesn't want to take her home. He says he made a mistake, he overestimated his friends. Where can we go? They leave and they end up at that club. Is it cats? Is it gas? Cats. I think it's cats. Cats? Okay. I think so. I don't know. The dice man is aggressively smoking a cigarette outside. While inside, Ducky and Iona are, are inside drinking. Yes. We know she's at least drinking. Andy and Blaine join them, and Ducky is a total dick. My question is, why do they have to be on a date with their friends? What do you mean? Like, now they're with her friends. I know. Just I don't be on know. a date by yourselves. Then they walk outside, Jen, because they leave, because Ducky's being a dick. They walk outside and they, like, have nowhere to go. You have nowhere to go? This is ridiculous. Go to a diner. Go anywhere. Have, anywhere go on earth. Go to a diner and have some gravy fries. Go literally anywhere on earth. Besides Just... where your friends are. Right. Exactly. Go literally anywhere on earth. <laughs> I mean. Okay. All right. So she he offers to take her home, but she tearfully tells him she doesn't want him to see where she lives now i feel because well, like this... he keeps pressuring her and she he doesn't get that she's embarrassed i feel like this is a good time to talk about the classism here okay okay because i was asking myself like was this a thing so yes and no i think it was a thing but we didn't see it when we were growing up early because we all we hung out with all people of the same socioeconomic circle kind of there was nobody this rich. There was that nobody this with. rich yeah. in our circle. Yeah, no way. Um, I feel like we were all kind of lower socioeconomic mm. class, right? Like just regular. Like, yeah, like lower middle class. Yeah, so, but then what happened to me, and I've talked about this before, is I went to private school the last mm-hmm. two years, and I met some of these motherfuckers. Oh, okay, and yeah. I had never really thought of myself as poor before because, I mean, we weren't. We were, I always thought we were like middle class. Yeah. And all of our friends were very, in a very similar economic yeah. situation. We were poor compared to these motherfuckers <laughs> right. that I went to school with. Like all driving brand new Beamers, yeah, Lexus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like they had money and they treated me like shit. Like they called me the poor kid. Like it was terrible. Wow. And I had never even known that that was a thing. Yeah. So That's crazy. I, yeah. So, I mean, Andy makes reference when she's in the principal's office to being allowed to go to the better school. Like, I wonder if it's something where, I don't know, like she she's not got at the some school kind of scholarship or, or she's right. got some kind of scholarship to a private school or something. Right. So I wonder if she goes with these kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So she's experiencing this like kind of at an earlier age. Although I was her age when I was experiencing Although it. look, but look at their schoolyard. Like there's all kinds of different kids at the school. It's not. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like a private school. school. No, it doesn't need to be a private school. But I'm wondering if it's a school in a better district. Yeah, maybe. Like if she somehow maybe got a boundary exception and she's going into a better school. That's what maybe. it felt like to me. Okay. All right. So... For the most part, in my experience, like, this whole classism thing was not a thing for most of my life. For most of, yeah, I didn't experience it. But again, we weren't, like, you know, even our friends that had a little more money, they weren't driving Beamers. Like, it wasn't that kind of thing. Right. Like, we went to very, again, you know, I've said last last time we talked about this, like, the area we grew up in, very depressed. Nobody I mean, had I feel like I feel like there were some kids in my high school that maybe were driving like BMWs and shit, but they weren't like living in mansions and no. stuff. Mm-mm. Like it wasn't that kind of thing. Nope, not at all. Okay, Jen. Um, so Blaine takes her home. 
then he asks her to prom and they make out boom it's done she's achieved what every girl wants did you notice she's stand there standing in front of the car and like the lights don't go out remember when like headlights stayed on until you shut them off of course i noticed that and then you remember and then you leave them on and your battery and your battery's dead, dead. <laughs> of course i remember that because it's part of the ambiance of the scene right yes okay she goes in and she like gives out a yelp like a happy yelp like victory dance Woo! i landed him and she's talking to her dad about it now this is gonna blow your mind get ready he asks if she's in love and she says i think so i know i was like one day one day but then again like it's high school like this is how jenny kids are. she's eight she's a senior this is how kids are though right she's a senior my middle schoolers would say that yes She's a senior. Yeah, that's true. One She's date. like an adult almost. Yeah. I that's feel ridiculous. Like that is John Hughes over overwriting yes. it. Yep. Yeah. Did he write this? Yes. Okay. Little overwriting there, John Hughes. Okay. Uh, we have a scene next with Ducky angrily riding his bike in circles. He looks like a deranged paper boy. <laughs> Remember that game, Paperboy? For I the loved Nintendo? that game. I loved oh my it. god, it was great! You could throw the paper and break windows. You could hit people with it. It's great. The next day, Andy is at Iona's, and she's telling her all about the date in the prom. And Iona finds her old prom dress, puts it on. Somehow, somehow, now her hair is in a beehive. I think that's an attachment. And they start dance, and they, she makes her dance with her, and it was it was just a cute like friendship scene. Okay. Meanwhile, Blaine is at Steph's, and Steph is calling him out for dating Andy. He says, look, Blaine, if you have a hard-on for trash, you could take it somewhere else. (laughs) And then he calls Andy a piece of low-grade ass. Now I have to say something. Is it because Blaine is a white man that he is not, he doesn't have the tools to see the obvious, like, toxic masculinity spewing from Spader? Okay. All right. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not obvious Cause I, to him. Because, like, you could say a lot of things about Blaine, but he doesn't strike me as, like, having a full Every girl in the world would be like, oh, she probably wants groom. <laughs> but a guy's yes. just not going to get that. Yeah, he's not going to yeah. see it. Well, he sees it, but not He sees not it until much, much later. Yeah. yeah. And so I just then, said, oh, my God, if I ever, like, base my friendships on whether my friends made bad decisions and their choice of lovers, <laughs> like, I would, no I would have no friends. And they would, like, none of us would have friends. <laughs> no. God. No. So he even says, Jen, my friendship is over if you go out with Andy. Our friendship is over if you go out with Andy. What? I mean, poor decisions is the glue that sticks us together. <laughs> Like, who puts this much onus on their friend's relationship in high school? Doesn't make any sense. They're, they are acting like 20-somethings in high school. They're act, Well, they're acting like 20-somethings. They're dressed like 60-somethings at a christening. Because he has this, like, friggin' linen jacket on again. <laughs> they're all going to a christening. <laughs> Later that night, Jen, Andy and Blaine are at some country club hanging out amongst the hay bales yeah it looked like like one of those like fake sets for like photo shoots yes it did he starts confiding in her that his parents are awful great uh well Well, because james spader said something to him about his parents he was basically like your parents are never gonna accept this like this is you know like basically he was like they're gonna freak out about this and i think that that was he was thinking about that like that kind of Okay. That triggered him a little bit, I think. (laughs) Okay. He starts saying things like, I wish they would all disappear, my friends, my family. And I'm like, where's Michelle Mudd? (laughs) Where's the witching circle? Get Michelle Mudd in here to start doing some blood dances or blood rituals. (laughs) All right. So then they make out a little bit. And she says that famous line, if someone doesn't believe in me, I can't believe in them. That's not even good writing. No. And he tells her, this is going to happen, you and me. It's going to happen. Okay. Meanwhile, Ducky is angrily tossing cards into a hat in what looks like a homeless shelter. Now, I want to say something. He's listening to Morrissey, first of all. He is. I'm not dissing his house. 
it looks like a homeless shelter because he has graffitied the walls with spray paint <laughs> in his own bedroom. And it's bad graffiti. It's not so we graffiti. got mattress on the floor. Fine. Can't afford a, a bed frame. I'm not going to judge you for that. There are times in my life but I did you have to frame. spray paint your wall? Right. But did you have to <laughs> spray paint the walls? Oh, it was weird. I, I would If I thought I could get away with it, I would have spray painted my walls. You can't spray paint the walls unless you have Banksy do it for you. There you go. There you go. Or Keith Haring. Is it Keith Haring who did the... Yes. Those, like, figures. Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, later, Andy goes shopping, realizes she can't afford a dress. $650 in 86 for, for a dress? For that piece of shit? For that That's piece of shit? a lot of freaking money. Where was she shopping? Suburban casuals? <laughs> Jenny almost spit out her water. I got <laughs> Suburban Casuals, guys, was like this swanky place where we grew up. I remember I once went dress shopping there with, I want to say like with our aunt and her mother, maybe? Like I went there with somebody to get a dress and I was like amazed that there were all these fancy dresses there. I don't know. I never bought a dress there. I bought dresses at like I bought dresses there later, but not in high school. Hills while I was shoplifting. Okay, so <laughs> did you shoplift at earrings? <laughs> then we see Blaine at home watching his phone ring and not answering it. Oh, the struggle Gen Z will never know having to talk know, to somebody's right? mother and leave a message. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. that was a thing. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Yep. Her dad arrives home with a really tacky prom dress. Well, I have to say, with that scene with him not answering the phone, like. I feel like I missed something. I'm like, why is he suddenly not answering her calls? Like, there wasn't a good through line there. You are right. When James Spader said that about his parents, it started to... I know, but like, they didn't... But then he was with her and everything seemed okay. Like, they didn't... Well, it was subtle, but... It was subtle, but he was saying like... You could tell he was like... When he was saying, I wish everyone would disappear, it was kind of that like... People are not liking our, our relationship. But then, and then he takes a hard the, 180. Then at the end, when she kisses him, he's like, you know what? This is going to happen. Like, he's setting his resolve to it. Clearly, clearly, it has to be a thing that you have to set your resolve to. So I know, but then he stops taking her call. Right. Because I think he's feeling the pressure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip him one later. So just okay, bear right. with me for this. So the dad arrives home with a really tacky prom dress. He says, I know it's ugly, but I think you can make something out of it because (laughs) we've seen your beautiful creations. She asks him where he got the money. He lies. She calls him out. They have one of these big dramatic scenes where she's like, why can't you just forget my mother? She's never coming back. She's never coming back. And he's like manhandling her, but then crying and holding her. It's a whole thing. I just think that this whole story was not developed enough. Like, it's such an afterthought. Well, they had to create... I don't know why they had to create a situation where she just lived with the father. It just feels like it's important, but not... Like, they try to make it important, but they don't spend any time on it. There's... Like, it. it's the weirdest storyline that has... Like, if like you don't know if it's an important thing or not. And if it's important, why is it important? It doesn't seem to be. But then it is at this moment, and you're like, well, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it felt like it was, like, half-assed up until this moment. Now they have this big fight about, like, I didn't believe the building up of that tension at all. Right. If you're John Hughes, why not just make the mother dead? Yes. Right. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, it, it was, there was a better way to do this. This was not it. Yeah. Yeah. So, the next day at school, Jen, Andy's wearing a skirt, I think, with chipmunks on it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice. A vest and boots with socks. Yeah. hmm Yep. She waits in the hallway for Blaine. Like, she heads him off. She, she intercepts him on his mm-hmm. way to class. Ducky is watching, as is Spader. Yep. Okay, they're watching from the stairwells. I expected a Cobra Kai fight to break out. <laughs> she confronts him about blowing her off. This is a and good flip out. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. He tell, Then she's like, what about prom? What about prom? Tell me about prom. And he's like, I asked somebody else and I had forgotten. Yeah. Like, she, I thought this was a really good confrontation. Good. Yeah. She slams him against the lockers, calls him a filthy fucking liar. 
That was good. I like when Molly Ringwald says fuck. It's a good good role for her. She storms off. This is what I'm saying. Like, for her being 18, she yeah, was a good good. actress. Mm-hmm. Spader comes up and tells Blaine that Andy is a nada, a big zero. Ducky charges at him, and they get in a big fight. <laughs> Ducky think, was, like, giving it his all I on that one. Ducky landed a few blows. <laughs> the teachers break it up. Ducky runs away. Later, Andy shows up at Iona's, and the new yuppie she's dating answers the door. Why is he yuppie? Is he yuppie? I guess he is. Yeah, he like owns a business, a dentist or something, isn't he? He owns a pet store. Oh, pet it's store. Not a yuppie. He owns a business. Pet store. So Iona, for some reason I can't explain, is dressed like Suzanne Sugarbaker from Designing Women. <laughs> she totally is. I don't know what's happening. Andy starts crying and telling her about Blaine, and she asks Iona if she could have her dress. Now I want to say something here. Iona loves her prom dress. We saw that. Yeah. She willingly loans it to Andy. Does she give her permission to cut it up and make it into something else? I think she gives else? it to her. I don't think she loans it to her. I think she gives it to her. The okay. thing that disappointed me about Iona is like, why is she, does she have to be yuppie because she's dating one? Why does she have to turn into this asshole? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. All of a sudden she's like Nancy Reagan. Oh gosh. Like that's Yeah, it. she had the, she had the pearl string and the knot. Yep. Remember that? Yep. So Andy gets home. And she begins sewing and designing her prom dress. We also see Spader getting ready, smoking a Marlboro light in his room. (laughs) So gross. And Blaine is sulking on his serial killer bed, drinking a coffee. His bed looks like it's, (laughs) it belongs to the Night Stalker. Like, there's no pictures on the wall. Now, this is a teenager. Nothing on the walls, white bedding, white walls. Does he live in an insane asylum? I don't know. Later, she reveals the dress, and her father loves it and makes a big fuss. She tells her dad she's going to the prom, Jen, because she wants them to know they didn't break her. That's right. Okay. And then there's the every everyone getting over shit and moving on montage. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's a famous John Hughes thing. Yes. Yep. <laughs> we're all moving on. We're all moving on. Like, we're just moving on. At prom, Blaine is sitting with Spader and the Heather. Spader's drinking from a flask and just wants to go upstairs and bang. <laughs> Andy walks in by herself. She looks ter- terrified, but just then, Ducky shows up to escort her. Her dress could use some darts. Like, it's not fitted at all. It, it, her dress is awful. Oh, someone's going to come at you for that. Somebody's going to come at me. Send your hate <laughs> mail to me. I don't care. Her dress is not good, guys. It's just not fitted. Like, Why didn't she just go to a thrift store and buy one? I don't know. Or why didn't she just wear the one that... The what's-her-name gave her. Yes. I wrote, aw, Ducky, he looks good. But he's good. But he's using the phrase, let's plow, all wrong. Yes. Yes. You don't say, let's plow, and then start walking together. That's No. Yeah. All right, so they walk in, and she spots Bader, and he sees her across the room. Then Blaine spots her. Yeah. He gets up to talk to her, and Spader intercepts him. Yeah. Spader makes some rude comments about her, and Blaine's like, you know what? You buy everything, and you couldn't buy her. He just figures it out finally, after like six months. That's it, isn't it? She thinks you're shit, and deep down, you know she's right. (laughs) Jen, it was kind of hot. Not gonna lie. Okay, now, he walks over, and here's the conversation that they have. Now, I pulled this directly from the screenplay. Hi. He says, you don't need me to say I'm sorry. Yeah. She says, yeah, she, does. she says, it's done. It's over with. I'm fine. He says, oh, well, if that's true, then I'm glad. Pause. Dramatic pause. She says, it's not true. But it doesn't matter, does it? He says, are you ready? For this. I'm ready. He says, you told me you couldn't believe in somebody who didn't believe in you. I believed in you. I always believed in you. You just didn't believe in me. Why? What? Why is he gaslighting what? her? What? He's gaslighting her. <laughs> oh, my God. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to Amy's Rewrite Corner. Oh, God. This is how it should have went down. Blaine approaches Andy. Blaine. You look beautiful. Andy, thanks. Blaine. 
I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to. I was an asshole, and you have every right to hate me. Andy, you're right. Blaine scoffs in his cute little scoff. Well, there's a first for everything, I guess. Andy, you were a coward, and you hurt me. I trusted you, and in the end, you turned out to be no better than your rich friends. Blaine, welling up. I know. I am all those things. You deserve better. Andy, yes, I do. Blaine, I'll leave. But let me just say this. I love you. Kisses her and walks away. Okay. Then what happens? No. The, then... the rest stays the same. Okay. All right. But he, she, he gaslights her. And he she totally loves does. him. Yep. He totally she does. She needed to say to him, you fucked this up. You were a coward. You turned out to be the asshole. And he can't say... I always believed in you. They went on two dates. They knew yeah. each other for three days. It was ridiculous. I was irate watching this ending. Watching this girl give away her agency. Like, yes, you're right. You're right. All right, Jen. So then Blaine walks away. Ducky encourages her to go after him now. Mm-hmm. She hugs Ducky, runs after him into the parking lot. Meanwhile, we have this weird scene where Ducky sees Christy Swanson. But did you notice that in that scene, Ducky breaks the fourth wall? Yes, he does. He looks which, at the camera. <laughs> which later becomes a big John Hughes thing. Yep. He looks at the camera. Yeah. In the parking lot, Andy and Blaine make out. And if you leave by OMD, plays. Jen, that song, If You Leave. Yeah. I like OMD. Do you know the name of the band? It looks like it's Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. OMD. But that's what it looks like it stands for, which is weird. Yeah, maybe that's right. Okay. So, Jenny, let me ask you something. Something I ask you at the end of every blockbuster. Does this hold up? I think this does. I think this holds up. But I would be interested to see what a Gen Z or a millennial thinks of it. Yeah. Because it's it's like our views of high school must, they must be like, what the hell? Well, I think that you have a very... like It's very dystopian view of high school. But you have a lot of the gender stereotypes still coming through. So, like, you had to go to prom. And you had to go with the opposite sex to the prom. Like, this was a thing. Yeah. Like, like right from the beginning, she should have been like, I'm going with Ducky to the prom. And we're going to have fun. What's the big deal? Yep. So, Well, because there's the whole thing where, like, they don't think heterosexual people could be friends and not which this this reinforces because he's in love with her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i don't think that that part of it holds up anymore i think gen z they don't think like that anymore no but i'd be interested to see what they thought of this movie is what i mean like yeah i tried to get my kids to watch it they wouldn't just wouldn't watch it they're watching criminal minds they just watch it on repeat I, i don't know if i'm raising two murderers in there or what's happening they take after mom i guess so so I agree with you. I think this holds up. I really yeah, like. It's, I think it's, it's a, a good, movie. good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. and and I, I, I like I said, like I was really happy to watch it. It had a really good soundtrack. I mean, I compared it. to the other shit made around this time, like mm-hmm. it, it holds up. Yeah. The acting was great. I thought mm-hmm. everybody did a good yep. job. Anytime I get to see Spader, I'm happy. You know, I was a little triggered by Blaine, but I got over it. He's fine. Jenny, would you have dated Blaine, Ducky, or Spader, or neither? Iona. I was going to say, you would have dated Annie Potts. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been torn, I think. Well, I'll talk about it. Okay. Torn between who? It's in my why, so I'll talk about it. All right. So, Jenny, at the end of every episode. Oh, no, wait. I have a question. Do you want to do a general conversation first? Sure. Okay. So, I have a question for you related to this. Okay. Heather's came out two years later. Yeah. When we recorded Heather's, we talked a little bit about how that was the answer to the John Hughes movies. Yep. Which do you think is a truer representative of high school? Now, take out all the, you know, they're blowing up the school and, you yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah, all yeah. The, the extremism of Heather's. What do you think is a, a truer representation? I think John Hughes is more outside looking in. So, like, you're looking at it like maybe, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like Heather's gets more into... It puts you more in the mindset of the dramatic teenager. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, it feels more like you're experiencing that. Like, this is more of a, like, removed look at it. 
Right, and this is like the biggest problem they're having is prom, right? In Heather, she's dealing with suicide yeah, and yeah, death. Yeah. And That's why like, I feel like it was more accurate. I think it's more accurate, Heather's. Okay. I think it's a little extreme, but I think John Hughes is too watered down. Like, I think it's somewhere in between is probably accurate, but... Yeah. I think I liked the character of Veronica yeah. from Heather's as the true representative. Well, I think as as far as a strong female lead, she's better. She's a more representative. True. Female than Molly Ringwald is. Okay. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back on the episode and talk about a theme or a lesson or something we remembered or maybe that scarred us from the original movie um, or maybe something we took on the rewatch. And it's designed to finish the sentence, Gen X, this is why. So Jenny... What is your why for this episode? So this is going to be really unpopular. Oh, boy. But this is is why I'm always so disappointed with so many John Hughes films. Like, Hmm. I get it. I get why they're so popular and stuff. But, like, I don't think it's great writing. Like, I think that I thought that he misses the real story a lot of times. Okay. Like, Like, the mother was such an afterthought. Where there was like, there was just like, that whole story was an afterthought. And I thought she should have ended up with Ducky. Well, they did do a novel adaptation, and she did end up with Ducky in the novel. I have an index card. On my why. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. This just turned out this way. Okay. So, what, what was the original ending of Pretty in Pink? Did you know that this is not the original ending as written by John Hughes? I think I've heard that somewhere, but I can't remember. By the way, I'm just going to say John Hughes was 36 when he made this movie, but go on. I'm not saying that he wasn't talented. No, but I'm saying he was way out of high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, go on. So director Howard Deutsch, which was the director of this, mm-hmm. in a 2020 Cinema Blend article. So I don't know. Okay. I mean, it's direct quotes from him. I mean, so it's, it's Horses Illustrated. But. It's not Horses Illustrated. <laughs> he said, the original ending was, this is a quote, the original ending was Ducky and Molly. I like how he calls her Molly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he calls it John Cryer Ducky. <laughs> Ducky and Molly ended up together. And the audience booed. And we all had a heart attack and had to reshoot. Wow. And John figured out how to change it so that Andrew came along to the prom, came alone to the prom, and then Ducky sacrificed his love so that Andrew and Molly could be together. Wow. Rumor has it that you can see the alternate ending on the Pretty in Pink Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm not getting that. <laughs> but I can't confirm it. Amazon listing says that it contains the Lost Dance, the original ending. Because I'm like, if you wanted to teach us something... You should have made her end up with Ducky. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pause during your why. Pause. I'm going to see if this is on the internet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to see if this is on the internet. Pause. Are you fact checking my No, no, no. I'm trying to find card? the original ending so I could throw it in the Mimi Bees. I don't think, I don't think it's available. Probably not if it's on the paid thing. But that's, that's what I thought should have happened. Like, throw the big fuck you to the guy who is an asshole. And, like, here's the guy that's been with you all along. Mm -hmm. And then she realizes she loves him. That's not what happened. Wow. People booed that shit. That's what John Hughes wrote. And they booed it. Jenny, don't you have a... We should hearken back to your previous index card, or your previous why, where you say don't compromise your artistic integrity. Should he have stuck with that ending? I know. He should have stuck with that ending, I think. I think... Over time, that would have been the bigger I agree. Ending. I agree. Because yeah. when you think about it, say anything is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like Lloyd Dobb is kind of like the guy that no one expects her to end up with. Her family's wealthy, blah, blah, blah. He adores her. He's kind of the long shot. She ends up with him. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> In case you haven't seen it. But, like, there's so many, like, there's so many... I don't know. I feel like there's a couple John Hughes films. I'm sure we'll do more that I just feel like he misses the mark on a lot of, like it's it's good, it's good, and then it's like, well, but you didn't focus in. On I mean, what he missed the a lot of marks was. on Weird Science. <laughs> that's a whole, that's a whole other thing. But 
He did actually write the ending to be right. she ends up with Ducky. To be right, yeah. And there's a bunch of assholes in a theater. There's probably 20 people that caused this to change. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jen. So you have to see my dog and my cat are having an epic battle right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sterling is literally chewing Arlo's ears. Okay. Good. <clears throat> so for my why, I need to, to, to do some figuring here. Let's oh take socioeconomic factors out of this and just make the biggest issue that we have with Spader is that he's the biggest asshole, right? So levels of asshole yeah. instead of levels of rich. So, I mean, it's not going to matter. He's right. still going to be So an we asshole. have Spader, yeah. who's the biggest asshole. We have Blaine, who's kind of like a middle still asshole. An asshole. And then we have Ducky. So this is why, after loving many Spaders and actually marrying a Blaine... I am glad I ended up with my ducky. So let me <laughs> let me just say for a minute. I feel like Timmy's not going to like this comparison. Timmy does not, on the surface, have a lot of ducky qualities at all. However, right. like he's always liked, like Timmy and I have always been friends since first mm-hmm. grade. And he has told me he has always liked me. And he has always been a true, respectful friend to me. And mm-hmm. I used to date his best friend, we know this, for a long time. Right. And he was he was not good to me. And when we would be in a fight or something, I would call Timmy and Timmy would do whatever I need. Like, for example, um, this guy that I used to date was a mechanic. So when my car broke down on the side of the road one time and I called him, he never came. <laughs> wow. But he sent Timmy. And Timmy wow. came and helped me. And that was kind of like the dynamic of our friendship throughout the years. Now, we, you know, Timmy traveled all over the, the country and I didn't see him for a very long time. But in the end, I chose the guy who valued me as a person and respected me over the asshole Spader and Blaine. That's the Yeah, topic. and Molly Ringwall just goes for Blaine. Yeah. Like all is forgiven. But I don't like, know. I don't know if I would have made that choice had I not been in love with the Spaders and the Blaines. Right. Do you know what I mean? I think everybody has to go through a Spader and a Blaine. Like Blaine is the one I equivocate Blaine to. Like he's the one you think can change. You think can rise above. And yeah, he doesn't. but he can't. He does. He can't yeah. in the end. He's like, that's actually worse than the spader, it's I think. worse. Because the spader, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to change. It is well, what it is. Well, I think that's is. why I married the Blaine, because I fell for that. Yeah. But it's just a spader in Blaine's clothing. <laughs> 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 so I'm not insulting Timmy calling him a ducky. I'm just saying, like. I don't think that's an insult, but I think Timmy would say It's not an insult. insult. It's like Timmy was just always the friend he was always a friend to me is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. and then you know when we came back together at 30 years old we realized that we could turn that friendship into something else and right like maybe you needed that space right like we always joke around that if we had dated when we were in high school we would never be together now it would have been a disaster exactly yeah so molly ringwald needs to choose ducky and i'm in the ducky camp and it's yeah, I mean it's funny. So was so was John Hughes. Apparently, it's funny because I feel like there is this big love for Ducky now. So you're right; it would mm-hmm. have aged that way. I think it would have aged better. Yeah, it was just who were that? Who was the handful of assholes that booed this thing in the eighties? Yeah, who was? And and why would you change your whole film? They had to go reshoot were they stuff all like, now. Like moms sitting in there. <laughs> like who do you think were they, were they Jenny, boomers were who they do you boomers? think mom would have chosen for us Blaine yeah 100% 100% yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah. so maybe they were it was an audience of moms like when I say moms Ducky I mean, and Iona would have uh, Ducky and Iona would not have been picked by mom <laughs> <laughs> alright guys so Jenny what do we have coming up next do we want to Patreon we have pump up the volume oh coming my God, up I love that we have Amy's ass pick <laughs> which is stoned by Scott Bayo, <laughs> which is the after school special. Scott and then Bayo we have our regular up. little house stuff coming up. Yep. Okay. Uh, Jenny and I, by the way, if you listen to our little house episodes, we are enraged. 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 Like, I don't enraged. even know how I'm going to continue. 
so enraged. that Mr. Edwards is gone for seasons he's four gone. and five. He's just gone. I don't know what Michael Landon did to drive him away, but I know he did something. I know he did I'm something. I'm losing my Carl's Jr. <laughs> did they have to take the whole family? Why couldn't they just make Edwards right, go, go away? Go on a bender. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I could do without Alicia. I could do without Grace. I could do without John Jr. Fine. Just leave us Carl's Jr. <laughs> yeah, they should have just left him with Maybe the Maybe Carl's Jr. will emerge and it's like he's been in the rum shack for all this time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So thanks a lot for listening. We hope you enjoyed this look at Pretty in Pink. And we'll see you soon. Hey, guys. Amy here. Thanks so much for listening. To best support Jenny and me and this independent podcast please consider becoming a patron by signing up for our Patreon feed at patreon.com slash why. For as little as $5, you get an ad-free feed and two bonus episodes each month. Plus, you get to help us keep the lights on, and we really appreciate that. You can also help us spread the word by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll see you soon. Hold on, Lafayette Beetle wants to come in. Fucking Lafayette Beetle, better cut the He's shit. He's in prime. Come on, buddy. He's in prime mode today. Oh, good. Okay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.